All right. Well, welcome, everybody. If you don't know me, I'm Leah. I'm the pastor here of Haven. I'm super grateful that you're all with us today, particularly uh, new families, new friends. I know some of you are friends of Jeannie, um, and it's just awesome that I'm, I'm so grateful to introduce everyone to her, and I'm grateful that you got to be here to be a part of that. So, um, so welcome. Um, today is a special Sunday. We've been doing, for a little context, a, a series this fall called The Home We're Building Together. For those of you who don't know, it was about five years ago this fall that the project that would eventually become called Haven uh, started in my living room uh, in an apartment in Berkeley. And we've been slowly kind of moving forward into really building um, a sustainable faith community. And I've kind of talked about potentially, like I think the last five years have really been about foundation work. And we've we've established, I think, a fairly strong foundation um, with the various people who've come in the last five years. Um, and now we're kind of moving into the like, actually, what is this spiritual home that we're building for one another, um, for each other, for ourselves, and for people who are to come? Um, what do we have to bring to it? What does it mean to build a spiritual home? What do we want this to be? Um, so that's kind of the conversation we've been having this fall. We've ha had it from different angles. We started it off with our uh, first Pride Sunday hearing from um, our Haven queer trans community about kind of what it means for them to experience spiritual home and to be in an inclusive space and, and how we... Um, how we honor that part of our story. Uh, we've continued it through our fall retreat. And now we're talking about what it means that this spiritual home is a home for the generations. It's not just for us grown-ups. This is a home for youth and for kids. And in this season, as it so happens, uh, Jeannie Wong has come into Haven. And particularly, uh, you know, she has a long ministry experience. She'll share a little bit about that with you. I know a lot of you know her and know that piece of her story. Um, but what's been super grateful, uh, I'm super grateful for, as I've been getting to know her this fall and this spring, summer, and, and fall, um, is to see what a heart she has for kids and youth um, and creating multi-generational community. And that's something that we are growing into. Um, it is something that has always been true because when we started you know, we always had some kids in the mix, I've, at least the three of mine, um, have always been a part of Haven, but, um, but it's been growing from there. Um, but what does that part of our identity mean? I think sometimes it can be, um, we don't always think about it. Um, and so I'm really grateful that Jeannie's here to share her thoughts. She's going to be kind of lead, leaning into more partnership with me um, in, uh, in the time to come, and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. So anyway, let's welcome Jeannie Wong. Good morning. So I have uh, 15 quick minutes oh, to share with you just a glimpse of what's like huge in my heart, in my mind, in my soul. It's kids. So I'll do this quickly. But if you really want to know my heart, hang out with me, hang out with me, hanging out with kids, and you'll get a better picture of that. Um, but I also know what I'm going to share this morning will take time. It's a journey, it's a process, it's a building project that we have here at Haven, and it's not going to happen overnight. So this morning, I invite you to lean in, to stay curious, to join me in considering the possibilities of what God is calling us to create here at Haven for the children and youth. To tell you a little bit about myself, I was born and raised in the Bay Area. 
Um, I lived here all my life except three years when I lived in Oklahoma when I, for college. That's another story. Um, and when I came back from college, I went to my home church, and I said, hey, I want to work with the youth. They said, there aren't any youth. I said, I'm going to work with the youth. They said, there aren't any youth. I said, I'm going to work with the youth. And I did. For 14 years, we had a fun youth ministry. Two of my former youth are here this morning. Thank you. And, um, yeah, it was good, good times. And when I stepped down from youth ministry, the next thing that happened is I started my own church, and I didn't mean to do that. It was an accident. That's another story. Um, and we did that for a couple years. And after that, Don and I joined Mosaic, which is in Berkeley, a progressive faith community. And we did that for 11 years, and it was a lot of fun. And some of the Mosaic family are here. But when we shut that down early this year, we had to find a new faith community, and we found Haven. And that is what brought us here this morning. Besides my ministry experience, I have also taught over 20 years at a private independent school, um, anywhere from preschool to eighth grade. Um, and then now, right now, I'm currently working at Prospect Sierra School. I do the extended program after school. I don't have to teach. I literally get to hang out with kids all afternoon. It's kind of my happy spot. So there's a lot to my journey, and I've done a lot of different things in church, but something that has always been a part of my life and my heart is my, my heart for, for, the, for hanging out with kids and just loving on them. It is what I call my happy spot, and it's where I find the most joy. So as Leah mentioned, we are in the middle of the conversation of we're building this home together here at Haven. And as Don and I stepped into Haven, it would seem easy for me to, oh, yeah, I could do youth and kids. I could create something for them on Sunday, but I want to do more than just create something here for them on Sunday. I want to help create a culture here where we see the youth and the children. I know we see them. And I know we hear them. We heard them quite loudly this morning. But I want us to know them. And I want them to be an integrated part of the life of the community here at Haven and not just on the margins. Because I thought it was pretty beautiful them participating this morning. I hope you felt that too. But here's the struggle or the fear or the uncertainty that I often hear from parents, or maybe this is just kind of myself. But we are a progressive, post-evangelical community, and we're living outside this evangelical box that we grew up with, but we're not exactly sure what this always means for our children and what are they going to catch in, along the way. Because as adults, we live through this journey of deconstruction and explored faith that we grew up with, and sometimes we found ourselves getting rid of some of the stuff we grew up with. And while in the midst of this faith journey, we have kids and in our case, Don and I, we kind of just dragged them along on this journey, hoping that they would just catch and lean in and grasp some spirituality for their own. Uh, the verdict's out still. I'm not sure where they are spiritually, but they've been on this journey with me. Um, so when it comes to the children and youth in progressive churches today, I think there's so much still to be figured out. Because, see, there's this tension that we want these children to grow up knowing God but maybe not so much the God we kind of got, were taught. We want them to know the Bible, but maybe a different narrative of the Bible. We want them to know this love that Jesus has for them, but maybe from a place of belonging and belovedness and original blessing as opposed to original sin. 
So you see, it's not as easy as saying, and the children and youth can be dismissed to there. <laughs> and as they go to there and down there, there's a little basement. I don't know if you know that's where the youth hang out. That somehow they're going to get some spiritual guidance and, and knowledge and they'll come back. And we're like, yeah, that was good. They're growing. I don't know. I think it's going to take more than that. You see, we're a small community. And I think it matters even more that we do this community thing together, that, that we bring the children into our spaces and that we enter into theirs, that we figure out this faith journey together so that it can be something that they experience and learn from us as we learn from them. So Leah labeled this gathering intergenerational. So today, we're going to participate with the children in their godly play. In a little bit, they'll come in, and we get to participate in what they experience every Sunday. But I want us to take what this intergenerational thing means beyond this Sunday and have it become a part of who we are. Um, being intergenerational, I want to set intentions of what it means to be intergenerational. Being intergenerational, I think, means creating a culture where each one of us has the responsibility to care for these children. And I know when I say that each one of you guys have the responsibility to care for each one of these children, I know some of you are going like, uh-uh. I don't want to ask you to do anything you don't want to do. I'm just asking you to bring your story, the God in you, the divinity to you, and meet the divinity in the kids and just share that part of you with them. I also believe that being an intergenerational community means taking a posture that we can learn from each other, that we can learn from children. I don't know about you, but one of the things why I like hanging out with kids is I can learn from them, and I can learn from them how they see the mystery of God. Um, there's this thing called the examine prayer where you take your day, you meditate upon your day, and you walk through your day in your mind, and you let God and spirit recall where you felt closest to God. You could do this as adults, but I promise you, if you do this with your kids, it, you'll be marveled at what they come up with. I remember doing this my, with my kids. Where did you feel closest to God? And they say, when I saw the dolphins. When did you feel closest to God? When I lost my tooth. When did you feel closest to God? In that beautiful sunset. And so as they remind me of the mystery and beauty of God, I learned from them. And the last thing about being intergenerational, I think it means, um, I don't know if you'll believe me. It means that seeing that having each other in our lives really makes us better. And I know that's a hard sell because those are the times, there are times probably like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning when they're crying or when they're throwing fits or when they're rolling their eyes at you, or when they're giving you fatty attitude that you're like, oh, no, they're not making me better at this moment. And I know because I've had three kids and I've worked with kids, and sometimes I feel like they are not making me better. But those are the times I'm asking you to lean in and have the eyes to say, okay, how are they making me better? How are they making me better? Two weeks ago, I had the opportunity to go with um, the seventh grade class to Yosemite, um, 75 seventh graders. The teacher couldn't go, so I volunteered excitedly. I want to go. I want to hang out. Everybody else thought I was crazy, but I love hanging out with kids. And I knew it was an opportunity for me to get to know them and for them to get to know me because I don't know all the kids at Prospect Sierra. 
But I also knew it was a time that I would grow. There was two things that really stretched me and grew me and scared the darn jiggers out of me. They had a thing, two challenges. One challenge was called the spider cave. I'll tell you about that another day. That was so scary. But the other thing they did was a challenge hike. And I thought, I can't do the challenge hike. But I wasn't going to tell the kids that. And the day before, we were just hiking the valley floor, and they were complaining so much. And I'm like, yes, this will be my ticket out. We'll start the challenge hike. There will be kids that can't do it, and I'll hang back with the kids that can't do it. They did it. All of them. Well, my group, all 14 of them. They didn't complain, and they hiked. And it's a hard hike. I tried that hike before, and I didn't make it. But I couldn't not make it because they made it. So I was literally 20 minutes behind them. I got to the top. I had my sunglasses on. I laid down on the granite. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I can't believe I made it. I can't believe I made it. And this girl came up to me. She's like, Jeannie, I'm so proud of you. You're doing so good. With tears rolling down my eyes with my sunglasses on. Thanks. They made me better that day. They made me better that trip. I'm so grateful to have that, had the opportunity, although it wasn't easy. Um, let me flip my page. So I know some of you guys are thinking that this is what Jeannie's good at, she's gifted at, she's passionate about, and that's true. But I believe this is something that is within us all. I think uh, that each of you have the divinity in you to see the kids the way I see them. And I'm going to share with you my secret. You guys ready? This is the place you get to lean in. My secret, why I love hanging out with kids so much, is because when I hang out with kids and children, I feel closer to God. The divinity in them is so beautiful. You can walk into a room of fifth graders, or I mean five-year-olds, and say, hey, I need somebody to sing this morning. Yeah, right? I need somebody to paint a picture. I could do it. I could do it. They have this just ability to have pure joy and not even think about anything else, but I want to contribute. I want to share. I, 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 could, I could do it. Have you ever had a dance party with five-year-olds? They, they dance with reckless abandon. Um, but I love hanging out with them because I think it truly shows me what it means to be a child of God. So that when God asks me to do something, <laughs> that I can raise my hand as exuberantly as they do and say, yes, God, I could do that. Uh, and that's not always easy. But I love hanging out with them because that's what I see in them. So this morning I ask, and I invite you to see the divine in these children. There's a psalm. It's in Psalms 139, 13 and 14. And it says this. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And I like to pray scripture over children. And this is one that I've done. And, and I want to reread it to you. So you, God, you created the, these, these children, the haven kids, in their inmost being. And you knit them together in their mother's womb. I praise you because I know they are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And then I thought, what are some of those synonyms for wonderful? And this is what I found. I praise you, God, because they are wonderfully made, but they are also astounding. They're astonishing. They're awe-inspiring. 
They're awesome. They're breathtaking. They're extraordinary. They are fabulous. They're incredible. They're phenomenal. They're remarkable. They're spectacular. They're stupendous. They're supernatural. They're unbelievable, and they're unimaginable. This is how I see the children, and I invite you to see them that way too. This is a big picture idea of the culture I dream for Haven, but I also want to give you something to start with, super, super easy this morning, um, something I feel that's easy and practical. I, I ask you, I challenge you guys to know their names, to learn their names, to know them by name, and greet them by name. In our culture, we say hello. I think it's a little meaningless, and it gets us out of, out of the hook of greeting someone by name. In other cultures, their greetings hold so much more weight. Namaste, you know what namaste means? The divine in me recognizes the divine in you. Namaste. So as you greet these children, namaste them. Divine in them, you meet the divine in them. And then there's another term, salbonu. This is from Susan David, who wrote Emotional Agility, and she says this. In South Africa, where I come from, salbonu is a Zulu word for hello. And there's a beautiful and powerful intention behind these words. Sabunu literally translated behind the word, uh, sorry, translated means, I see you, and by seeing you, I bring you into being. So this is my hope and intention behind learning the names and greeting them by name, that they can be seen, and by seeing them, we bring them into being. So this morning, I created a slideshow to introduce you to some of the children of Haven by name. Um, as I show it, I want us to say their name out loud together, and I want you to think of the adjectives that I described of them. There are some children that are new that you might not know, some kids that aren't here, and there's some kids that are, aren't on the slideshow, but they are deep in my heart. Know that. Um, can you guys share, say these? Is Atticus? Atticus? Charlotte? Donovan? Elliot, Franklin, Grayson, Gwen, Ida, Junior, Lotus, Melody, or Mimi, Miles, Nico, Raphael, Whittier, Zoe, is that all? Thank you. Is that awesome? A to Z. Wow. That's pretty cool. I'll close with this prayer. Another scripture. Hi, Jocelyn. Another scripture that I have that I pray over kids. Ephesians 3, 16 to 21, I pray that out of God's glorious riches, God may strengthen the children and youth at Haven with the power through God's spirit in their inner being so that Christ may dwell in their hearts through faith. And I pray that the children and youth being rooted and established in love may have the power together with all the Haven community to grasp how wide and long and high and deep the love of Christ is and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that they may be filled at the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to God who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. According to God's power that is at work within us, to God be the glory in Haven and in Christ Jesus. Amen.